What's going on, everybody? This is Andre Hutchins, your host of the Backseat Directors Podcast, and welcome to another episode. This is episode 107. This uh, episode is going to be dropping the week of the 4th of July, so happy Independence Day to all of you here in the U.S. that might be listening. And uh, yeah, I just hope you guys have a great holiday. Today's episode is a fun one. We have another Defend Your Movies episode with Sam Cooley. Sam Cooley is a writer for Backseat Directors. He also runs his own Instagram account called Smash Critic, where he also does his own movie reviews as well. But Sam has hopped on the podcast and chosen three incredible movies that it's pretty shocking actually have a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. But these are three excellent movies that we're going to get into and to discuss. Listeners, thanks so much for tuning in, downloading today's episode. I always appreciate the support that you guys give to Backseat Directors. If you're looking to give more support to the podcast, please just go on iTunes or, or whichever podcast platform you're currently tuning into and rate and review Backseat Directors. I'd love to hear from you guys. It's going to help the podcast out a ton. Um, and also, yeah, if you guys want to know uh, more about Backseat Directors, if you want more Backseat Directors content, just go to BackseatDirectors.com. You'll find all of our written reviews and other articles. Uh, we just spent the last month of June uh, dedicating articles to a movement that we just kind of designated called Shine the Light, uh, just focusing on, on cinema that shines a light on slavery, racism, and inequality in America. We have some incredible articles, so go check them out. Uh, if you're looking to get a hold of me, just just find me on Twitter. That is where I am active the most. Um, but uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at AC Hutchins or AC underscore Hutchins. Um, again, just go to Backseat Directors. You'll find all my social media links there as well. Or shoot me an email. That email address is Andre at BackseatDirectors.com. That's Andre spelled A-N-D-R-E at BackseatDirectors.com. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and welcome Sam Cooley back to the podcast. All right, everyone, we have got Sam Cooley, the smash critic, here for another episode of Defend Your Movies. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Andre. Pumped to be here. Um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, go to war, per se. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's I'm, the I, spirit. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to you know, stand by some, some gems as I see them. For so. our longtime listeners, you guys might recognize Sam's voice if you guys have been with Backseat Directors pretty much from the beginning. Because Sam joined me on, uh, it was um, uh, our episode number 47, I believe, uh, which was The Disaster Artist. Sam hopped on the podcast for me the first time to review that movie. And Sam, you are back again. I'm happy to have you, dude. Thanks for taking the time out of your vacation schedule. You're on vacation right now, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it, man. No, it's totally it. fine. Well, I mean, I, I've actually, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that you're... Um, you know, I've been going in alphabetical order because Sam, Sam Cooley, ladies and gentlemen, Sam is uh, one of our writers for Backseat Directors, and I've been inviting all the writers back on the podcast to do a Defend Your Movies episode. But Sam, obviously, is has been at toward the very end of the list, so Sam's been waiting very patiently these last couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe my movies weren't already picked. I was, I was, uh, yeah, waiting nervously a little bit, but no, I'm, I'm happy it worked out. It's only come up once. It's only come up well for someone who still has not been on the podcast yet. Her turn will will be next after yours. Um, but but yeah, she'll have to pick a different movie because she messaged me when I had my sister on. She's like, "Wait, you picked one of my movies?" So, oh shoot, yeah, yeah. Uh, but dude, I'm excited to have you, man. I, I, you, the movies that you have chosen today are very good. So, listeners, if if 
if you guys are new to the podcast, if this is the first time you're listening to uh, Backseat Directors, this is a segment that uh, we've introduced recently in the last couple of months, but it's Defend Your Movies. Sam has chosen three movies that are that he loves. These are movies that, that are loved by Sam Cooley, and, but that are rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. So for whatever reason, the critics have not liked these movies. So Sam, let's jump into it and introduce your first movie. Okay, so my first movie is The Accountant. Um, uh, that, let's see, it came out probably maybe four years ago. It's with Ben Affleck. Um, I'm, I'm already spacing on the director's name, but he's done The Way Back with Ben Affleck more recently, which was great. And, uh, let's see, Warrior. Yep. Gavin O'Connor, um, Gavin O'Connor. Gavin and O'Connor. I think, I think yes. Warrior is probably maybe the movie that most people know him from, but yeah, 2016 yeah. is when the movie came out. Yeah. 2016. Okay. Yeah. So I saw it in theaters. Um, um, yeah. And, and, uh, at that point, you know, I've only really seen Ben Affleck and kind of more, I don't know. I've just seen him in a lot of, um, you know, uh, let's see, uh, like, like, uh, I guess more funny movies. He was, you know, he was funny in, um, uh, Goodwill hunting. Um, and I'm spacing on some others, but I guess I've just never seen Ben Affleck take on a role. That's a little bit, you know, can I give a little bit of a synopsis of the movie? Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's about, um, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck has at least high functioning autism, I would say. Um, and he, uh, they never actually put a label on what he, what he, you know, uh, what disorder he has, but, um, but he's this accountant and he turns out to have very big accounts with, with high end criminals. And, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, it just turns out there's a lot more than meets the eye to this guy. And he, uh, you know, he, He's very prepared, I'd say, yeah. for um, things going wrong, uh, his accounts turning on him. And so he's he's a very well-rounded individual. I'll just say that. And, and so anyways, at, at one point, uh, you know, stuff hits the fan, and uh, that's when the plot just kind of uh, goes into motion. Um, but yeah, he's this mysterious individual. How did he get in this position? So there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of uh, storylines that are converging to to show you, um, uh, you know how this how this this uh, this accountant that's you know basically special for forces and also uh, you know socially inept at right. how this person came to be. So I really like it. Um, I think it's interesting by itself the plot. So and, and then the story is great. So, um, anyways, that's that's my first movie and it has at least at least under 60 percent on rotten tomatoes it's it does it's certified rotten <laughs> so it's it yeah. comes in at a 52 percent with uh 281 approved rotten tomato critics um so only 52 percent approved actually seeing this movie um it says the accountant writes off a committed performance from ben affleck leaving viewers with a scattershot action thriller beset by an array of ill-advised deductions as a very wordy synopsis from our Rotten Tomato critics. Um, but it, it is, I mean, it, so it's, it's split. It's pretty much split, you know, almost down the middle with, with the critics, but on the audience side though, with over 46,000 
um, online users submitting their rating for the movie. It comes in at a 76% from the audience side. So obviously a lot of more people like this movie. Dude, I think one of the strongest yeah. points of this movie is the cast. This is a, this is a fantastic yeah. cast. And Anna Kendrick, I think Anna Kendrick has, her career can, has continued to get better and better. Um, but I think she's an interesting pairing with Ben Affleck in this movie. But dude, you have J.K. Simmons. You have mm-hmm. Jeffrey Tambor. You have John Lithgow, and you have freaking yeah. John uh, John Bernthal. Like this John is like, this yeah. is a great cast. It really is, and I think that really, really elevates the movie um, more than what uh, the Rotten Tomato critics are are giving it. But uh, this is a good movie, man. It's a good movie. It is, and uh, I mean, I, I I had a chance. I actually am glad that this fell on vacation one when I was on vacation because I was with my brothers who are, are pretty big cinephiles. They, they, uh, they love a lot of what I love, um, when it comes to movies and, um, they were able to play a bit more a devil's advocate. Cause yeah. I thought maybe, Oh dude, like a lot of these are pretty good by a lot of people's opinion. So, um, Andre and I might agree on everything. <laughs> so like <laughs> I wanted to at least get a little bit of an idea of a devil's advocate. And it was actually something that I, I am, um, I kind of understood. Uh, I think there's, I mean, I mentioned this and I think that they're kind of mentioning it in the um, overall, uh, sorry, the um, consensus that, mm-hmm. that you just read on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's a little bit scattered and, and I think it works. I think a lot of the um, storylines and these flashbacks, they work to um, the timing works to reveal what's happening in the present time. Yeah. Um, once it's opportune, you know. Yeah. Um, and once it has the most effect, you know. But um, it is a little bit tough to follow, and there's a lot going on. You have, you know, him when he's a child, him when he's going through training to become more of an expert in fighting and everything, and then um, him in prison and him, uh, you know, like uh, meeting JK there, JK Simmons, little timeline and stuff. And there's, yeah, different characters kind of, it's all connected and it all makes sense, but I just wonder if there's a way that they could do it chronologically so that it, it just, uh, was a bit cleaner, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you definitely have to be paying attention, uh, yes. pretty closely to follow <laughs> the story and understand yeah. the story. I mean, cause it's not like, it's not, it's not a super long movie. It comes in at two hours and eight minutes. That's including credits. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's not like a story that kind of drags out, but I just, I don't know. I, I, Gavin O'Connor, it's, it, he hasn't directed a ton of feature films. This was his second full or third, sorry, third full length feature, feature film. Um, he obviously, he enjoys working with Ben Affleck. They just did that movie recently. I don't know if you saw it, but the way back that came out earlier yeah. this year, um, mm-hmm. which was another Gavin O'Connor film as well. But I don't know if man, for me, for me, the movie works. So I I'm with you, Sam. Yeah. I think you. in the end it works for me as well. I mean, even with that critique right there, like I don't care. It works. And I think <laughs> if anything, it's like you could beat this down to maybe like, I mean, I look at rotten tomatoes. I look at percentages that like I did in high school, like, you know, a 70 is a C minus. This is like at least a B, dude. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like the yeah. accountant. And so, like, I think it should fall at around 85, like myself. But if you're claiming that this belongs anywhere lower than a 70, 
I don't get you. (laughs) So anyway, that's just me, but I had the beholder, right? But I I think they were a little bit snobby on this one or something. I don't, I don't know why they decided on that. I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist, man, when it comes to uh, (laughs) movie critics and films, because I, I honestly believe, I honestly believe that, that movie criticism in, in large is not, is not a subjective or fair scale for most critics. This movie this movie came out the same year Batman v Superman did. Oh, really? Okay. And there was a there was a controversy. Well, I know Ben Affleck had some sort of controversy with. Well, so this it came out within uh five five or six months of the release of Batman v Superman, which also starred Ben Affleck, wow. which was right, which was universally panned by critics far and wide. Right. And and now here here is another Ben Affleck movie, I, and that's and yeah. that's what I mean by I do, th- I believe in these conspiracies, man. That that people <laughs> people will formulate an opinion in their head about you know specific a, yeah. you know, actor or something like that, and when they see him in a different movie, it's hard for them to separate the two. So that that is my conspiracy theory regarding this movie. <laughs> I think that's so. I mean, because that's a that's a really great opportunity, whether you like Batman versus Superman or not, as a critic. Um, uh, it's like such an awesome, um, I mean, I honestly, Ben Affleck was probably one of my favorite parts of ben, uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. But like I said, oh, so I mentioned like, I've only seen him as like the funny guy, but, I've, or, and then also the really cool guy, you know, like yeah. Batman versus Superman, he's jacked. I think he's a, <laughs> he's a really fun, different take of Batman that was like, what the heck? Oh shoot. He's just a, you know, he's a lot more intense and uh, a lot more brutal, which I understand is, is a bit more like um, a lot of the comic books um, or a version of the comic book. So, so that was really fun to see him like that. And this confident character. Um, and then you shift over, you still have kind of this brute force, man in the accountant but you know he's playing such a different personality right, right um and so and so to be able to see that contrast like how did critics not like i don't know just just let go and, right. and like read it for what it's worth so i don't know that's funny to me so that's movie number one i think that's a great choice sam so let's go go ahead and move on to movie number two Okay, yeah, so um, my second choice was The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes, yes. Yes, which I absolutely love. Like, it's not even just a movie that I am I like and has a bad score. It's it's one of my favorite movies. And I think that's the case for a lot of people that have seen it. That like You know, most people that see it love it. I have heard of a couple of people that didn't like it. Um, but... Uh, um, it's just a wonderful movie about a person that's uh, Ben Stiller directed it and and uh, was the lead role. Um, it's based off, uh, I think, a short story. Um, and uh, it's just this guy that's that's totally stuck in his shell, um, debilitatingly shy, um, daydreams all day to make up for, you know, kind of his stale life that he has. Yeah. And then he gets put in a situation where he has to get out of his shell and and um and push himself and really he has to he has to literally go on an adventure to get to do his job um and to you know save the day in a sense and it changes him and um it i mean it's it's one of the most inspiring movies i think (laughs) not just from the plot itself 
but just the scenery, um, the attention to detail uh, with the cinematography and the way that um, uh, he utilizes, uh, you know, things like things like even a, a, a text that he receives. You see it on the landscape rather than having to zoom up on the phone. Just just yeah. like the ideas that are rolling through Ben Stiller's head of like, how can I make this more creative? How can I make this more enveloping? There's so much detail in it that even if you um, yeah, even if you can't appreciate the, I guess the simplicity of the, the plot itself, Oh, how do you not fall in love with what you're watching? What you're seeing, you know, I, Dude, I, I th- think this movie is fantastic. <laughs> so this is my experience with the movie. So I, I casually watch this movie um, with with uh, just some friends and my roommates before I was even married. Like, and it's like one of those movies I wasn't really paying attention just on my phone and stuff like that. And so like, I, I didn't, I didn't really have any opinion of this movie because I'd only ever seen it once. And, and to say I even watched it is a, not really explaining the whole story, but this is one of my wife's all time favorite movies, like all time favorite movies. She watches this movie annually every year. It's her fall movie, right? And, and so uh, ever since I've been with my wife, like we watch this every year and I have grown to love and appreciate this movie so much, so much so that, that I, I look forward to watching it every year as well. Um, I agree with everything that you said, man, the, the story is beautiful. It really is. And in many ways, I think it's inspiring. It, it just, the, the character of Walter himself, just the guy that kind of just has his head down. Right. And he's kind of just been doing his thing for years and years and years at a company that really overlooks him and underappreciates him. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet the one person in which the company relies on all their success from the photographer, I'm forgetting his name right now in the movie. What's oh, the... um Sean, Sean O'Connell. Sean O'Connell. And, that's and right. it's played by, and he's played by Sean Penn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who Sean O'Connell, the man who makes, life magazine go you know with his his pictures Uh and the the covers that they do for for their magazines he is the one person that understands and appreciates the work that walter has done (laughs) and that that whole kind of full circle in the movie is so awesome i love this movie so much and dude yes the the music is phenomenal i think the music is one of the strongest parts of the movie like the soundtrack is killer you the the soundtrack alone is so good um, like one of my favorite scenes is when he's rushing to get on the plane to go over to Greenland and they're playing that, um, um, oh, um, arcade fire, the arcade, arcade fire, fire right? song. Yes. Yeah. Wake, wake up. Yep. Yeah. It's so That's good. So man. good. So yeah, dude, I love this movie, man. Ben Stiller is excellent. And I, I, I'm a big fan of Ben Stiller and I think this is one of his better movies. So great. I think so Great too. choice, dude. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> So I, and then I, I mean, I, I did have some conversations, uh, and, and looked at some consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. It was a lot about, you know, the story's too thin to, to really, um, uh, to really merit this much, this much fluff or this much, uh, scenery and, and, and detail. And it really just isn't, first of all, I think it's a unique enough story. There's not enough movies out there about just about a guy breaking out of the shell and yeah. like yeah and like you know coming to life um and you know there, there's there's movies about people falling in love and and uh, people saving the day or whatever it is but that just the simplicity of this guy that just daydreams all the time 
And then all of a sudden he starts living out what he would nor- normally daydream about. And then I, you notice how the daydreams stop, like right when he's finally starts living and right. it's just such an abrupt right. change. And I, I love it, man. I, I think, I think we need more movies like this and, and with that much love put into it. Cause I really do feel that I feel that when I'm watching it, that Ben Stiller truly like loved coming into work every day to make this, you know? Yeah. Yep. So on Ron, great. Ron Tomatoes, it has a 51%. Uh, approval rating from 193 submitted uh, critic reviews. The critics consensus says this, and I could not disagree more. It doesn't lack for ambition, but the secret life of Walter Mitty fails to back up its grand designs with enough substance to anchor the spectacle. What? All right. (laughs) Where's the lack of substance happening in this movie? Well, I I find it, I find it very ironic that they would use a a word like spectacle as if something like that was missing from the film. And I think anybody that adheres to that kind of criticism has missed the point of the movie and that this is a very intimate and very personal journey and that uh, expecting some type of spectacle on screen and a more grandiose way you're missing the entire point of this movie. So that's, that's my, that's my take. <laughs> I agree. And, and um, yeah, it's a, it is a very intimate movie. Um, my, uh, someone I spoke to talked about how like they're, they think it was kind of unrealistic how this man goes from being so shy to then being up for all that he goes through during the movie, just to get to um, this photographer, Sean O'Connell and um and how his personality doesn't match with everything he does in the movie but then you look at it and and you know going you know just agreeing with the amount of like personal you know just just the emotions that are going on here he was that person ben ben stiller's character walter mitty he was that kid you know like he had a mohawk he he loved to skateboard he brought this travel journal he was ready to go travel the world and then his father dies and he right. has to take care of his family and he exactly. has to buckle down and put his head down. Like you said, like that's when he decides to just basically shut it off. And so I think it was just waiting to turn back on. And the second he finally decided, fine, I'll do it. You know, like he's just ready because he's it's always been there, yeah. even though it's thirty, even though it's 30, 40 years later. You know, I love it. I love well said, it. man. Well said. I, th- I, I think you nailed it right on the head, man, because, yes, I mean, they, they do they do give you background as to the type of person he was up until his father died. So, yeah. Um, so the audience scores a 71% with seven over 79,000, um, uh, user rating submitted. So obviously again, another movie that the audience has enjoyed a lot more than the critics, but yeah, great movie, dude. And, uh, and honestly, what I really like because Ben, Ben Stiller, um, he's had his really silly kind of funny movies and same with Kristen Wiig. Right, Kristen Wiig, yeah, she has yeah. her SNL background and all of that, but but both take on a, a much more serious role and put a lot of heart into it. They and, do, and for both of these actors, these are this is one of my favorite movies for both Kristen Wiig and and yeah. uh, Ben Stiller. And not that it doesn't manage to still like both characters still manage to be funny and clever yeah, and yeah, cheeky yeah. and stuff, but yeah. um, yeah, it's a very honest role, whereas a, a lot of other roles that they've both taken on are very exaggerated and, uh, you know, for the sake of um, what they still make me bust up laughing, but they're just grandiose, you know. Dude, what about I love it. what about uh, what's your take on Adam Scott, a.k.a. Ben Wyatt? <laughs> he's from oh, he's great. Oh, oh man. Um, yeah, it's I actually hadn't really watched Parks and Rec. 
before I saw Walter Mitty. Yeah. So I kind of, I think, I think, I wonder if people had a hard time viewing Adam Scott as, you know, the jerk he is in Walter Mitty. But I had a hard time viewing him. He's such a jerk. I had a hard time viewing him as the nice guy in in Parks and Rec. (laughs) I was like, what's this, what's this D-bag doing here? You know, but um, uh, yeah, like (laughs) he's such a good, just tool. He's such a tool. Um, And, and in contrast to that, one of the most satisfying moments is when Walter Mitty finally tells him off. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, great movie, that, dude. That was fun. Yeah. No, this is a fantastic movie, man. I'm so happy you chose this movie. It's so good. But this brings us to our third and final film. And last but not least, Sam, introduce the movie. Yes, Tommy Boy. So Woo! this is this movie's been in my life the longest of any of these. I'm sure. Uh, I'm guessing it's the same for you. Um, and uh, it's a movie I grew up with, and um, stars uh, Chris Farley, David Spade. Um, it's uh, Lauren Michaels produced it, so it's very much backed by Saturday Night Live. Like it's kind of a passion project of. You know, a, a lot of people in Saturday Night Live, especially um, yeah. Chris Farley and David Spade. Um, and so and, and it's just hilarious. Probably one of the most quotable movies in the world. And it has heart to it. Like, I don't acknowledge that enough. Like, yeah, I really only think of the quotes when I think of this movie. But every time I watch it, I I, I tear up like it's it's a very sweet movie and, and uh, um, warm hearted. So anyways, I love this flick. And um, yeah, say what you will about it being kind of you know there's 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 some childish humor in it what have you but um i I mean this this movie's it hits all the right um uh all the right spots when you want to watch just a a comedy that um that'll touch your heart (laughs) i think when i I think of when i think of like iconic decade defining movies there were the, the the snl um transition you know from snl actors to to feature film actors i feel like at at least for me i guess maybe i just noticed it a lot but but between ace ventura um um dumb and dumber and tommy boy (laughs) these are like the decade defining comedies of the 90s like they really really are tommy boy is iconic it is so iconic. And yes, like you said, I mean, it's extremely quotable. Um, but oh, dude, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, but I've probably seen this movie a hundred times. I watched this sure. movie like on yeah, repeat easy. growing up. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. It really is. And I, and I, I think you said, you said it well as well that it, it has a lot of heart. You know, I, I think, I think the, the storyline playing off of, you know, uh, Tommy's dad dying, you know, I uh, maybe the movie underscores the the sincerity of that relationship, but that is always a, a feeling yeah, that I got in the movie sure. is that, but yeah, they they were close. Like this is like important to Tommy. He might be a screw up, you know, in ways kind of like Billy Madison or something like that. But like, um, you know, like this is important to him still. Oh, and whether and whether like Chris Farley is able to perfectly portray like you know, you don't expect Chris Farley to have the best dramatic chops of any actor you've ever seen, but like, would a goofball like that be able to express himself? Like (laughs) when he's sad, like very well, no, no. Like his relationship with his dad was a normal, I, I, I honestly think the relationships are, are 
fairly genuine in this movie. And I, I think it deserves a lot of credit from all sides. Um, as far as like, yeah, story, plot, characters. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. So the but, director, um, the director, it's, it's, um, I think is, I think you say Siegel, Peter Siegel. Um, okay. So anyway, he, he directed, he's done a ton of comedy movies, right? So, I mean, he did obviously Tommy boy, uh, anger management, 51st dates, get smart. Um, you know, so he's, he's worked with a lot of these SNL guys before, but this honestly might be his most popular movie. So yeah, I think so too. Let's so on Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes uh, has um, obviously with these older movies, you know, this was before Rotten Tomatoes, so it doesn't have as many uh, critic reviews. But with 43 uh, critic reviews submitted on Rotten Tomatoes, it comes in at a 42% approval rating. It says, I know, right? Though it, the critics consensus says, though it benefits from the comic charm of its two leads, Tommy Boy too often feels like a familiar sketch stretched thin. Yes. Okay. I read, uh, yeah, and I read this a few <laughs> days ago, but okay. What do you think right off the bat with that? I, the, there are, there are many different kinds of comedy films. And this is a specific genre of comedy. In my opinion, I, I, these movies, they have, I'm not the biggest Will Ferrell fan, but in my opinion, a movie like Tommy Boy has a lot more substance than Will Ferrell movies, right? And but these plots, <laughs> these plots are never going to be something intricate and detailed. So the fact that it may feel stretched thin, but that's what these movies are. I mean, that's what they're always are. Like any of these SNL guys that make movies, from Adam Sandler, you know, to David Spade and Chris Farley, like these, they're not, they're not like the most in-depth films. These are yeah like, turn on pop some popcorn and just enjoy a movie type you know like like oh man i, I just don't know what what critics sometimes like, expect uh, from like like not every movie can be like the greatest comedy ever made you know it doesn't I, have I, to be either uh, yeah it really doesn't and most comedies based on what they just said if they really think that about tommy boy like how do you not think the same thing about um I'm just trying to get something. I mean, I, I, all right, let me, let me make it clear. I, I love bridesmaids. I think it's a great movie and, and I, 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 I watch it like every few months. Like I just love bridesmaids, <laughs> but that plot is, is stretched so thin. It, it's just one event and they try to cram in as much, you know, an engagement party and, uh, and, a um, bachelorette party. Like it's just such a simple plot of just these women that are bridesmaids for yeah. her, their yeah. friend and, but it's but it's you know it, it's it's sketches i don't know how they're they're saying that this it's a single sketch that stretched then there's 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 hilarious moments worthy of their own greatest hits on saturday night live there's there's like a dozen sketches or probably like more than 20 i don't know just stretched across this movie that <laughs> deserve their own place in Saturday Night Live as, as the greatest sketches of all time. Like they're so funny and, and quotable. And, and that's what you get out of a solid comedy is, is, um, you know, just, just consistent laughter and creativity. And I don't, I don't think that's any different for Tommy boy. 
Um, so the audience comes to the rescue for Tommy Boy, though. Over 252,000 user ratings submitted for Tommy Boy. To, for Tommy Boy, the audience score is a 90%. Oh, I love it. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you ever feel like I've noticed that Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of 90s movies um, have pretty harsh ratings. Like, like di- nothing was safe, I feel like, too. Like, Disney, Pocahontas has, like, a terrible score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's one of the classics. Like, Goofy Movie is a terrible score, like, um, which I know, I know, um, I forgot who talked about that with you, but I think it was pretty recent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, I mean, I know East Ventura has a pretty bad score. Um, I don't think the 90s were a safe time, or, or, or I, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes hasn't been around that long, but. Um, I think a lot of critics are pretty bitter about the nineties <laughs> for some reason. And I don't know where the commonalities are, but that's that I, I'm a true believer in that conspiracy that, uh, movie critics hate the nineties and I don't know why. <laughs> so I'm trying to look up, uh, I'm trying to look up, let's see, Jim Carrey. I'm going to pull up Jim Carrey's movies. All right. So going back to, let's see where so even Dumb and Dumber, and I think Dumb and Dumber is considered, uh, in my opinion, at least people that I talk to within this movie community, Dumb and Dumber is considered one of the greatest comedies of the last fifty years, right? Like, agree. Like one of the so greatest fun. comedies, and it has a sixty-seven percent approval rating. You know, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Pretty mediocre. Yeah, you know, and that uh, Liar Liar, which I like. I think Liar Liar is a great. I movie. love Liar Liar. As an eighty-one percent, you know, so uh, the, oh, the, the the differences are are you know so stark. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It it, it is interesting. I mean, Rod, and I, that's why we do this, though, Sam. We are defending our movies. That's why we do this, <laughs> dude. We're the we're the voice in the the crowd of naysayers. There we the go, voice man. Of, the voice of reason. Yep, oh, we, I love it. We're here to celebrate movies. That's what we do. Sam, this has been awesome, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Thanks Thank for taking you. the time out of your vacation to hop on Backseat Directors. Oh, absolutely. So fun. I appreciate the invite. Okay, listeners, like I said, Sam is a part of our writing team for Backseat Directors. Go check out his stuff, backseatdirectors.com. But Sam, if people want to reach out to you and engage with you online, how can they do that? Yeah, Smash Critic. Uh, I don't think there's any underscore there. Smash Critic on Instagram. Um, uh, Sam Cooley on Facebook. Don't have a Twitter as of yet. Um, but uh, yeah, anything anything movie related is going to be um, mainly through Smash Critic on Instagram as of right now. Um and uh yeah like i also do music once in a while (laughs) um and that's through sam underscore cooley on instagram but yeah um yeah i would love would love uh uh, to to have more conversations with any of you listening here and um especially on any of these three movies i'd love to hear uh if you if you hate them love them you know validation or or uh or having a having a bit more of a um, discussion or, or debate or whatever. I'd love to learn more of why, how this could happen to these movies. So, exactly. Anyways, listeners, go <laughs> go go check out Sam's uh, Instagram story game. He has got some mad game on his Instagram stories. Always creative, <laughs> always fun, willing to sing anything, <laughs> hum tune anything. I love it, dude. You have some great Instagram uh, stories, honestly. Uh, it's good stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah, I kind of have like a, a really useless superpower that um, I can I can often hum 
any movie I've seen, I can hum the score from it. So, and I, I, I mean, people catch me in it a lot and, and, and give me a tough one. But yeah, for some reason, I can remember those well. But yeah, no, yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to get on that too. It's been a while since I did anything fun with my Instagram stories. So. Oh, sounds good, brother. Well, Sam, it was it was fun having you, dude. And listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for downloading today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming vacation and holiday with 4th of July. And until then, we'll talk to you guys next time. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. The Backseat Director's podcast is available to download on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and most other podcast platforms. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.